Quiet on set. Quiet on set. Ready? I'm back. All right. Does this thing work? Does this thing work? All right. Detroit Pierce podcast. I'm back better than ever. I got a new setup. Uh, I've been working really hard to get a new setup. That's why there's been this long, long break. Uh, got a new video system so that it records the whole entire thing. And then I can then just put it on YouTube. I've been editing videos all of my life. I used to be a television reporter, funny enough. And so being able to get back in the video editing business, it's where it's at. I'm super excited. So uh, I've got a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, I guess I was going to talk about this at the end of the podcast, but I'll just talk about it right now. I've got a really cool, uh, like tour, I guess for lack of a better term kind of a tour not really though uh we're i'm going to be doing kind of videos about me visiting the country and going to different sporting events mostly college football but uh just going to be doing videos on youtube uh just trying my hand at a couple vlog type things and i'm super excited so here's here's the trips uh i'm gonna have my first video it's gonna be like a test video see if i like it see if you guys like it see if there's anything that we that i can do going out to San Francisco August 31st to see the San Francisco Giants take on the Brewers. Then September 11th, uh, I'm going to be in Denver for the Texas A&M Colorado game. September 18th, I'm going to be down in Tucson, Arizona to watch Arizona versus Northern Arizona. Then I'm going to take a couple weeks off, assess where we're at. October 9th, I'm flying uh, to my college, go to Nebraska, watch Nebraska beat Michigan in Lincoln. And then a couple weeks will pass, and then October 30th, I'll be here in Phoenix watching Arizona State versus uh, Washington State on Halloween weekend here in Phoenix, so that'll be crazy. And then starts this really big haul. Then on November 6th, I'm going to be in Arkansas for the Arkansas-Mississippi State game. Then the next weekend after that, I'm going to be in Auburn to watch Auburn versus Mississippi State. And then the next weekend after that, uh, the Red Wings are going to be here taking on the Arizona Phoenix Coyotes. And then, uh, and then it's going to be Thanksgiving weekend. So we got a lot of cool things. Going to have a lot of cool videos. So that's why I wanted to get the YouTube page up, start working on this because there's just so many, there's just so much video content coming out, and I'm so dang excited. I think it's going to be so much fun. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I really do. And if you're ever, if you're at any of those, please come visit me. Come talk to me. I'd love to say hi. I'd love to talk about it. All right, but. Let's get into some sports. That's what we're here for, right? Tigers beat the Blue Jays. Mickey hits 500. Hits his 500th home run. I'm on, I was on staycation. I was at a resort. It happened. I missed it. I'm sorry. What do you want? All right? What do you want from me? I missed it. It was tough. It was tough that I missed it. I Legitimately, my wife and I would stop everything we were doing in our apartment uh, I would be in middle of meetings and I'd go on mute just so I could watch Miguel Cabrera. And the one day, the one full day that, well, I guess I had two days, but the one time I missed the Tigers game in full was the day he got his fifth hundred. It just, it just wasn't meant to be. It clearly just was not meant to be. And that stinks. But look, I said it in my video and I'll say it again. Miguel Cabrera, when it comes down to it, is a top five Tiger. And I'm like... I'm willing to say that he's probably like close to being the best Tiger of all time. I mean, Greenberg and K-Line, he, Ty Cobb, he's in that pantheon. He's definitely going to have to be on the Mount Rushmore of Tigers by the end of his time. I mean, he, 
He's so good. He's been so good, so key to us in so many different situations. I love Cabrera. It's a shame that he couldn't win the World Series with us. It sucks. It really does. But, hey, look, he's had a great career, and I, I think they should build a statue. They should retire his jersey, and when he goes to the Hall of Fame, he should be a Tiger. He's as good as it gets. But let's talk about the Tigers, right? Because Miguel Cabrera hitting his 500th home run, that's amazing. I'm glad that he hit his 500th home run. But the thing that I, I, I haven't done a podcast in a long time. Last time I did a podcast, I was told by my friend just right before I, I was thinking about us being a 500 team. Look, we're 60 and 66, and we're only like six games out of not only 500, but from finishing second in the AL Central. If I told you that, if I said that in early April, hey, Tigers are going to be fighting for second place. Tigers are going to be a 500 team in, in September. They're going to be talking about being a 500 team in September. You'd have called me crazy. You'd have called me crazy. That's our reality. I mean, I. it's hard. It's hard for somebody to come up to me It's and tell me that A.J. Hinch doesn't at least deserve to win the AL Manager of the Year. I mean, this dude has taken a team from zero and made them into a tough tough team every single day every day he makes him into a tough team I love AJ Hinch and I think he I don't give him enough credit uh I kind of I, I I we don't give him enough credit we don't I'm I don't so I think he deserves to win the AL manager of the year I don't think there's another manager that in the AL that's doing it I mean honestly that is exceeding expectations like him. I mean, we were talking about maybe finishing fourth at the end of the at the beginning of the year, and I'm hoping for 75 wins. We're gonna blow past that. It feels like. So no, I I, I think AJ Hinch definitely deserves manager of the year, and I think he's done great. I think he's done amazing. To Lions, Lions preseason, we're 0 2. Okay, we're 0 2. Who cares? When the Lions went 0 16, do you know what happened? The Lions were 4-0 in preseason football. Who cares? I don't. Who cares? 0-2. But they kept it close against the Bills. They kept it close against the Steelers. Those are two playoff teams. I don't know. It's preseason football. I can't really. I, what do you want, a cookie? I don't. I, I can't say yes or no. I can't say that this is that that's it. That that's the whole entire future. But look, I will say one thing. And that's, I love Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell. I mean, for the, him to say, to call himself an a-hole for cutting our land, uh, the long snapper, after he long snapped for us for like 100 years on his 40th birthday, and, and Dan Campbell look in the camera like I am right now and say, I'm an a-hole. I don't know if Dan Campbell's a good coach. I, do, I, I don't think he's going to be a good X's and O guy. I don't think that's why we hired him. But let me tell you something. He's a good guy. He's the best. He is the best. I love Dan Campbell. I just think he's a great guy, and I love Dan Campbell so much for how honest he is. Honestly. All right. I've been getting a lot of heat for this next thing, all right? Pistons, Summer League Basketball. Gotten a lot of heat for this. And it's really getting annoying, all right? <laughs> I have one take. Pre for the preference. Preface? Preface. For preference. Pre what am I saying? You get what I'm trying to say. I went to the University of Nebraska. As a Husker, I hate Iowa. I've hated Luca Garza 
for three years now, and I hate him. I've hated him. I hate that team. I hate his attitude. I hate Luca Garza. And I understand that he looks great in, in summer league ball. I get that. And I get that he's going to be a good piston, and I think he's going to be a great backup center. I get that. I, 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 really, I really get that. But I can't just wake up one morning, have a guy put on a jersey, and then say, I love him. That's not how this works. That's not how this that's not how this works. I'm sorry. Do I like him? Do I think he could have a good future as a piston? Yes, for sure. I think he could have a very solid career as a piston, play for about five or six years, and be a really good backup. I think he could. I don't think he's ever going to be a starter in the league, but I think he could be a really good backup, and I think he works hard. There's no doubt about that. But for you to look me and say, you, Pierce, need to love Luca Garza just because he puts on a Pistons jersey, that's a you problem. It's hard. I can't just wake up in the morning and say, I love person. I've hated him. I've hated him for three years. Give me some time. Give me some slack, all right? It takes time. It takes a little bit of time. I just noticed on the video that my damn nose is red. Oh, my gosh. I look terrible. Shredda really had the video podcast come out at a different time. That's all right, though. But to go back to my point, it takes time to fall in love with somebody. You can't expect it on the first day. I'm sorry. Something else that's funny that's a little bit behind the scenes, and if you're not, if you're listening and not watching – I don't know what to do with my eyes. I have no idea where. I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at myself. I'm looking at my notes. I'm all over the place, all right, with my eyes. I get it. This is the first This is, this is is the first time, okay? Why don't you just relax? My eyes are all over the place. It's funny. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm having fun, and I hope you do too. All right, my favorite, favorite time of the podcast, European Minute. Are you ready? Three, two, one. European Minute. Chelsea looks strong. I'm a Chelsea fan. Lukaku has been the best signing ever. Arsenal's trash, and I love it. Man, City looks really good. Man, you looks really good. I think it's going to be City, United, Chelsea. I want to say Tottenham so bad, but it's hard because you can't trust that Kane's going to stay there. You can't say Arsenal. I'm going to say Liverpool. Liverpool for sure finishing. They might even finish third, to be honest with you. That they're that good. Uh, Messi to PSG. I only got thirty seconds left. Messi to PSG. I think that's going to be the best team ever assembled. That will never win Champions League. And that's hilarious. Ronaldo wants out. Could he go to PSG? That'd be pretty funny. I don't think he goes. I don't think he leaves. There's no chance that Juventus lets him leave. And F1 returns next week to Belgium, one of the best F1 video game race courses. And I'm hyped to see the second half. I hope that Super Max, Super, Super, Super Max can catch Lewis Hamilton. And that has been your European Minute. Ugh, I missed that. I missed that segment. I really missed that segment. I love that segment. All right. College football. I got predictions for you since it's week zero coming up next week. Huskers, Illinois. Look out for that game, by the way. I I would everybody's got Illinois being like a two-win team. They got a lot of people coming back. Brett Bielema is a proven winner in the Big Ten. I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois wins four or five games. I really wouldn't. All right. I just want to say that. And I think for the Huskers, I think this is going to be a really good test for their whole entire season. If they beat the, if they beat Illinois by 20, they could go on and win eight games. If they win by about seven, they're going to win about four or five games. I mean, this is going to be a real big test. 
But here is my final four. All right. And let's just get to it. Ohio State and Clemson are in. They're in for sure. Who does Clemson play? Georgia week one and then they got the ACC. Who does Ohio State play? They play Oregon and they play at Michigan. They don't really have that hard of a schedule. So then you're probably sitting around going, Pierce, you you said your guarantees, but you didn't say Alabama. Why, why didn't you say Alabama? I think they don't make the tournament. I don't think they make the Final Four this year. I don't think that Alabama makes the Final Four this year. I'm looking at their schedule. At Florida, at Texas A&M, at Auburn, and LSU. That's tough, especially since I think Texas A&M beats Alabama at home this year. I think Texas A&M beats Alabama. And when you look at the Texas A&M schedule, here's their hardest games. Alabama at home, at Missouri, at home against Auburn, at Ole Miss, and at LSU. Those are all their hard games. Texas A&M has a chance to run the table and go undefeated. I I, I genuinely think Texas A&M is going to be undefeated going to the SEC championship game. And I think they're going to lose to the fourth team, and that's Georgia. I think Georgia... I like Georgia. I think they finally, I I think that they have a pathway to where they don't have to slay the dragon in Alabama. And I think they have Clemson week one. I think they lose that game. But then after that, super easy schedule at Auburn, Florida at home. And then they have the SEC championship game against Texas A&M, in my opinion. And I think that Georgia wins that game. And I think we run around and I think we do the same thing we do every year and go, well, SEC deserves two teams. The SEC deserves two teams. And I don't think we give it to them. I really don't. I think Texas A&M gets put in the fifth spot, and I think they yell all year about how they should have been in the Final Four. And I think that we, the team that we put in the Final Four that I think should be banned, banned from the college football playoff is Oklahoma. Oklahoma only plays Texas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. They play Texas, obviously, at the Cotton Bowl. They play Iowa State at home. This is the best Iowa State team that's, that, they're, that they've ever had and probably will ever have now that the Big 12 is being absolutely demolished. And then at Oklahoma State, that's not an easy win, but I think they do get that win. And then I think Oklahoma plays in the Big 12 championship against Iowa State or Texas, and they just roll them. Rattler's the real deal. And I'm not even saying that just because I want Rattler as the Detroit Lions quarterback. I'm saying that gen- I'm saying that honestly. He's a great quarterback. But, yeah, so I've got Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Texas A&M just missing out. I got Alabama losing two times this year. Two times. I think Alabama loses at Florida or at Auburn, and I think they lose at Texas A&M. And don't forget about LSU. <laughs> no, LSU will be fine. They'll be about a, a nine, eight, eight or nine win team. But going on to NFL, NFL predictions. I'm not doing it this week. I'm going to be doing it here in a, a couple weeks from now. Season doesn't start. So... But what I will give you, since fantasy football is coming, and I'm a huge fantasy football guy, I'm going to give you four players that I think are overrated for you guys to watch out in your drafts. I'm going to give you five players that I think are underrated that I think you guys could should reach for, maybe, uh, grab. Uh, and then I'm going to put some dark horses, some guys that I've picked up uh, in late rounds that I, that I like and that I think are going to have a good year. Four players that I think are overrated. Alvin Kamara. As an Alvin Kamara guy, I love Alvin. But last year you saw his you saw his numbers go down when Breeze was out. And now he's got Hill and Winston. 
and he's got no other help. Defenses are going to lock in on Kamara. Kamara's great. He's a top five running back. Don't get me wrong, but I think his numbers are not going to be as good as some of the other players. Like, I think Barkley's going to have a good year. I think Chubb is going to be better than Kamara, uh, fantasy-wise. Not Chubb. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor will have better fantasy numbers than Alvin Kamara. Just, I'd kind of avoid that. And then this next guy, Derrick Henry. Look, I with Julio Jones and a healthy A.J. Brown, I think they're going to want to air the ball out a little bit more than they than they you usually do. So I think his fantasy production is going to be just a little bit more down than usual. Third guy, Travis Kelsey, or however you say his last name. I've, I'm seeing people draft him in the first round. It just doesn't make sense. I get it. He's a wide receiver in the tight end spot. It's just not worth giving up a running back position. There's not that good many good running backs at that first round caliber. Pick up your running back, get fill up your running back uh, spots, and move on. Go on to the next thing. And then my fourth guy, going back to the running backs, Nick Chubb. I just, I just think Kareem Hunt there hurts him a lot. I think the ability that I think Baker Mayfield is going to have a big year. I think they're going to air it out a little bit more. I just. I just don't think Chubb is the guy. I just don't think Chubb... I think he's great. I think he's worth the second round pick if he's sitting there in the second round, but I just don't think reaching him in the first round is that good. But here's some guys that I think are underrated. Jonathan Taylor. I talked about him earlier. I think uh, that Colts offensive line is so good. So, so good. And I think that with that good offensive line and the fact that they don't play anybody, I mean, they play Jacksonville and they play Houston. You know, it's just... You're not playing anybody, so I, I think I think Jonathan Taylor's and and I think Hines gets a couple of touches, but not a lot. I think Carson Wentz being there opens up a little bit, uh, opens it up to a guy who I'm going to talk about in the dark horses. I like the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be great this year, and I think Jonathan Taylor's a huge reason why. Then I have two lines as an underrated, and I understand. Oh, you're a Lions guy. You're a Lions fan, of course. DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson are legitimately the only options in Detroit. They have a great offensive line. They can get Goff some get Goff some time, and Swift can catch and run the ball. I think Swift is great, and I think Hawkinson is easily the most underrated tight end in the league right now. He's so good. I think he puts up a lot of points. Not Kelsey points, but he still puts up really close to that. Not close to that. Darren Waller. like He's the third or fourth best tight end. You can get him late in the draft for nothing. I think Robert Woods is going to see a lot more touches with Stafford out there. And then finally, my number one quarterback. I've I've been getting really good the last couple of years at picking out the quarterback. Last year I had Josh Allen. I knew Josh Allen was going to be great. This year I'm 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 seeing Russell Wilson coming back and having a great year. I know that he had all the off-field, off-season issues where he wanted to leave. He's coming, he's going. It's Russell freaking Wilson. He's going to put up big numbers. He's got great wide receivers. Got good running backs. The offensive line is a little shaky, but you're in a you're gonna be in a league where you're they're in a division where there's gonna be a lot of points being scored. Hammer Russell Wilson. And here are my dark horses. I talked about it earlier. Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's a dark horse. I think that Colts offense is gonna explode. Carson Wentz. I'm the only one that believes in the Colts offense with Carson Wentz. I think that Frank Wright is a great coach. I think they have a great offensive line. I think it really opens up for Michael Pittman Jr. 
I think Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama, is going to open it up. you got to remember, they're not playing anybody. So I think having that is going to help out a lot, and I think he's going to be the number one option out there in Philadelphia, which helps. Then I like Ruggs third out in Las Vegas. I think he was hurt all last season. He never was truly healthy. I think you're going to be surprised about a healthy Ruggs does. Then uh, another one, the second to last dark horse, Melvin Gordon Jr., the third. I know it's not Jr. It's a Dan Patrick reference. Give me a breather, okay? I think Melvin Gordon the third is a really if you look up his numbers, last year he's the 14th best running back in fantasy. It's pretty dang good. And now they've got now you don't have Philip Lindsay. You have the same offense. And I think the defense is going to be better. And I think the Broncos are going to be strong. And they don't like Drew Locke, so I think they're going to want to run the ball more. I understand that they drafted somebody. I wouldn't worry about that. I think it takes a while for a rookie to come in. I think Melvin Gordon will be get a lot of touches. And I think, is he going to be 14th best? No. Do I think he's going to be top 20? For sure. I think he's going to be about the 15th to 16th best running back in the league. And I think you can get him at the very last round, and I think he's going to be able to give you a lot of value. Then finally, this is my most controversial pick. I know that I said Alvin Kamara is overrated. Dark horse. People forget. People forget that Jameis Winston, when the starting quarterback, is still a top five fantasy quarterback. He is. He is. All right. He's a top five quarterback when he's the regular starter. And I think they I think the Taysom Hill thing just hasn't worked. And I think he gets that spot. I understand that Michael Thomas is out, but I still think Jameis Winston can really make it work out there and score a lot of points. Are they gonna be good? No. But do, do I think he's still gonna get a lot of points? And I think he could be a good backup option for you just in case somebody goes down. I think he's gonna be a good backup option that you can get you can get with the last pick. You can get him a week from now even if your draft's over. So I'd feel good about that. All right. Final thoughts. Whew. Good to be back. Really good to be back. We do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I'm super excited to try this, my hand in vlogging, trying to do video podcasts. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my eyes, hands. I feel really exposed, to be honest with you. But I'm just really thankful for everybody that's helping out and and rooting me on. It's, it's really, it really means a lot. So I appreciate you all. God bless. Go to Detroit Sports. Make sure you like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you rate it five stars. Give me a review. And if you roast me, it, how about this? If you roast me in the comments, I will read it as best as I can, as long as it doesn't have curse words. I don't really want to get knocked for cursing. So just give me a good roast. And if you leave five stars and give me a good roast, I'll even read that too. Appreciate you guys. God bless. Go Detroit Sports.